need USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Previously on Androids and Aliens. I can feel it. I'm into your HP. I've been into so many people's HP lately. As the bloody battle reached its climax. Take out the shades. I'll distract the jangling hand for another moment. The ghosts of the past finally found peace. But I'm sure you had a relationship with those crew members. I'm sure you liked them and you knew what he did to them. And now you have avenged their death because you have killed the jangly man. Yeah! yeah. Woo! Squalo! And a brave new course was charted. So much has changed since we first met. I feel more alive than ever, and I know what I like and what I don't like. And the eye looks at Linnea. <laughs> For the gate of the Twelve Sons. Just a straight-up piloting check. Here we go. Wait, wait. Is that what you want to do? Is there something else to be done? Yes. Wait until next week. The adventure continues. Just like Meatloaf said, because three out of four ain't bad. No. T-G-I-F, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Love Fridays. Love Fridays. Every day Did you ever care about Fridays, Troy? You never really had a job, right? Like a Monday to Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because last time you brought that up on the show, Grant was like, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And I said, you guys wear wear that like a badge. First of all, I work plenty of nine to fives. I worked office jobs. I just realized very early on, this is not. This is not what I want. I don't want to do for, this. It's also for suckers. Yeah, it's, it's, well, I don't want to. I don't. I'm not going to insult you guys for your choices. Some people you, you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills. But after doing it for a few years, I'm like, I don't want to live like this. I can't go on auditions. I can't do anything. So instead, I'm going to try and figure out something else. And that's why I ended up uh, bartending, which. My dad was really psyched about after having an Ivy League MFA uh, that I just uh, <laughs> bartended instead. Uh, but, you know, that was a choice that I made. And then I couldn't bartend because you can't get hired as a bartender without bartending experience. Well, just, so just to be I, clear, it was, yeah. wasn't a personal attack. No, but uh, you guys do it all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Tough life. You had to no. wake up at 11 a.m. while I was waking up at 6 to go climb the mountain to go to my 9 to 5 job. All, Nobody wants to hear about all it. I was wondering, I all I was wondering was, do you not care about Fridays? Like, <laughs> has it been so many years that you haven't had a Monday to Friday that you just, you're like, oh, Friday is just like any other day. It was a simple question framed as a personal attack. Yes. <laughs> you have to understand. It's a very and subtle me, personal it, attack. Yeah. For me, it has nothing to do with any kind of badge of honor so much as the tone of your emails. Like, it seems like you have no practice in being civil. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing for sure. My practice in being what? Civil? Civil yeah. with the emails. <laughs> That's not my strong suit. My personality really shines if- through in, the, like, the worst way via email. But, uh, yeah, I, gotta, I just have to nip this long-standing fallacy in the bud. Like, oh, Troy, he wouldn't know a nine-to-five. I'd have hit him in the penis. I've worked nine-to-fives. I just said... 
this is a sucker's game. I don't want to do this. I want to go. <laughs> I want to work two days a week and make more than all my friends. So that's what I did. I worked in bars and it was awful. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so do I like Fridays? No, I hated Fridays because that's when I had to go to work. <laughs> that was the, that's the only answer I was looking for. Oh, Thursday night I'd start feeling sick to my stomach like you probably did on a Sunday, thinking yeah. like, oh, it's over. See you mm-hmm. Monday morning because I would go in Friday at four, get out at six in the morning, and then just sleep, get up, go back in Saturday. Recover yeah. on Sunday was awful. That was the other part of the fallacy is that Sunday was a day off. Like, you know, it just like over time, especially as you're doing more corporate stuff and you've got meetings and you've got people that, that report to you and all that stuff, you got to be prepared on Monday. You can't relax Sunday. You're just like you're doing stuff. You're thinking about stuff. It's stressful. Saturday's the good day. Friday night's the good night. Yeah. Oh, Sunday's always been my least favorite day. Just yeah. waiting for Monday Sunday scaries. It's the, Sunday, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, Sunday awful. scaries. <laughs> you know what's fun is uh, owning your own business. Uh, no days off. Right. Right. Which is really interesting. Out a lot I did not know that until I uh, owned my own business. But you know what I will say? Uh, you know what I will say off. about weekends? I think it sucks because everybody, the normal work week, Monday to Friday, everybody goes out Friday nights. Everybody has Saturday as their day to like do things. And then Sunday is like get ready for Monday. A lot of companies, I feel like, try to make it better. And they're like, well, we'll give you Monday, Tuesday off. And you're kind of like, that's sort of better because nobody's out Monday and Tuesday. I could like do my grocery shopping. I could do all the stuff I have to do. And it's not like a clusterfuck. But at the same time, who are you going to go out with? Who wants to go out on a Monday night? Like It's like having a night job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I do. I I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie, we can go out on Monday night. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I'll go out. Ellie, yeah, does your homeland worse. celebrate a three-hour workday? What do they do out there? <laughs> what, do you, you get every other Lingen day off? Oh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah. I think, I mean, I've been, I've personally been a freelancer for so long, so I, I don't really remember uh, what it's, what time is. Like, to me, it's a construct. But, um, and to Matthew, I know I'm, I realize I'm, I'm borrowing his thing here, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think Sweden has a little bit better labor laws than America when it comes to these things. We did you know that it's mandated vacation four weeks a year? Like you have to take at least four weeks. Wow, a year. everyone at the same time? No, but <laughs> those beaches must be crowded. Yeah, <laughs> that was my experience when I worked for a European company. Like everyone, like it, when it, you hit August, anybody that was in Europe was not available. Oh, yeah. And that is super frustrating, again, if you're a freelancer, because in Sweden, it's July. And it, I think it's cute that Troy was like, all oh, the beaches. And I'm like, what beaches? It's in the Arctic. But, uh, the nearest beach. The nearest beach. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I so every year when I try to reach, like I work for a bunch of Swedish companies while I'm here. And it's just like, you know, from beginning of June till the end of August, people are out of office. And, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll see you at Christmas. Oh, wait, you're also off then for like another five weeks. Um, so, yeah. It seems wildly unproductive. <laughs> yeah, but they apparently they did a study and I think both Germany and Sweden are unbelievably productive uh, given the, their work hours. Whereas like I think it was Greece that puts in like 100 hours a week and they were super nonproductive. This might have been an old uh, and I know when I said it like pretty mean <laughs> Statistic that I haven't even double checked. And <laughs> yeah, it was very Hellenophobic. I gotta say, that yeah. Yeah. It was very anti-Greece in yeah, that sense. Sorry, Hellenophobic. <laughs> 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 I never even thought of long-standing prejudices <laughs> against the Greeks. <laughs> yeah, just hates the Greeks. Yeah. You must have uh, one of those Greeks. They work a hundred hours a week and don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
get yeah. zero things done. Ellie must have Roman ancestry. About the dozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my land where I live in Astoria. I'm surrounded by them. They're gonna be at your dumb. door. Yeah, at the end of the night with torches. I know. <laughs> Good luck finding someone to take away your trash. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact the Greek mob watches androids and aliens every week, so you're on your oh, own. Oh, yeah. We've talked to, to the dump. We've talked about that before, though. Like, you guys, we all have, we're all been in Astoria, most of us, and there's definitely mob activity going on here. Oh, yeah. and I, know, uh, we're, I don't know we're what you're so- talking about, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, there's no mob activity in Astoria, so no, shut up. Sure, sure. The, the soccer clubs <laughs> on, like, 31st Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with so, halls. With yeah. so many. Many, with so many cameras outside <laughs> and like barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like uh, Stavros Baklava just joined us in the chat and he yeah. says, I see all of you. <laughs> oh, well, most of you moved out. I don't. I think I'm the only one who lives here, right? Yeah. Not true, Ellie. Not true. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you can Matthew's throw a stone at Matthew's window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they will never come for you, Matthew. You're too sweet. Uh, Eleanor, are you aware of the size of the tri-state area? Like, even though we might not be immediately in Astoria, there are these uh, modern uh, marvels of technology called what motor is, vehicles. What is, what is Tri-State? What is the Tri-State area? It's a type of steak you can order uh, <laughs> at a restaurant. All right. Okay. Connecticut, then that's- Connecticut Jersey, Manhattan. Oh. New York. Manhattan, New York, not New York. Yeah, it's not a state. Well, well, <laughs> but no one considers Albany really part of the tri-state area when you're talking about news and things like that most of the time. Or Buffalo for that. There's parts of New York that are definitely not part of the tri-state area. Yeah, like downstate what? metro yeah. New York area. I grew cool. up in another tri-state area. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware is also oh, called yeah. the tri-state area. In, with the same parlance as New York. So what I got here is very confusing. Uh, <laughs> Why are they talking about Pennsylvania so yeah, much? It's so weird. <laughs> but they use a lowercase t. <laughs> <laughs> the Tri-State John, it's actually called. It's technically <laughs> Tri-State John. Uh, this is my least favorite opening of a show in a long time. It's really I weak. I feel like very, we didn't really weak. learn anything. I feel like we just we started with Friday and we ended on the Tri-State. I wouldn't mind just calling it a show right here. Uh, well, I only learned real. what the tri-state area is. You can't hey, discount that. I learned huge. a lot about Greek national work habits. Yeah. <laughs> and we learned that the Troy mob. is defensive about not having had a, a nine-to-five job for a while. Debunk that, Matthew. Would you stop it? Debunk it, Matthew. Don't you stop me up again. I love the fact that that's the one thing that gets under his skin. I've been trying to figure out what it is that could get under Troy LaValle's skin. And we now oh, I know. There you go. That's you the go. best one. Just just every once in a while, drop a like, well, Troy, maybe if you had worked a little harder. Worked a little harder. <laughs> yeah. You'll lose his yeah. mind. There, I do have a couple triggers. I do have a couple triggers. <laughs> Even as he was explaining it to you, I almost punched my light over. <laughs> <laughs> you know who has a lot of triggers? Mr. David Winters. David oh, Winters. Hey. Look at oh, you. How are you, buddy? Eh, doing well. Doing yeah. well. Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy learning to be here. geography, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just learning geography in general. Uh, what uh, what state do you originate from, David? Have we covered this on the show before? I originate from uh, the greater Michigan and Ohio area. I don't know that. Uh, Where? Um, 
like outside Toledo, outside of Ann Arbor, all in that oh, area. No, we did talk about this. Yeah, a bunch of my family's from Toledo, industry. so yeah. Yep. My Ooh, grandparents so. met in Ann Arbor. Oh, there you go. Well, oh, really? so go Midwest. Jesus yeah, connected. Yeah. I do like yeah. the Midwest. When I used to work for a tailgate show, I think <laughs> all of the uh, all the the colleges we visited, uh, Michigan State's tailgate there in East Lansing, I was like, this place seems wonderful. Everybody's so nice. They feed you. It's just like quintessential suburb. Uh, so now it explains why you're so sweet, David. Yeah. And then you burn couches, though. Then you riot. And, they do burn couches. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that more West Virginia is the couch? Uh, uh, <laughs> Michigan State, too, though. Like yeah. Sparty on! And well, Sparty on. Not burn. <laughs> on. That. That's great. Sparty uh, on, Wayne. Sparty, Sparty on. on, Garth. Wow. Um, I wanted to start a new uh, a new thing that we may cancel after a couple weeks. Um, might not even do it every week, but uh, we had a few emails going back and forth between uh, before t- today's episode. David was checking in about a few things, and I'm like, I feel like we should start a little segment uh, called we'll call it this week. We'll call it David's Corner, where David oh. talks about all the things we got wrong and maybe some things we got right. Uh, so, David, uh, we, there's a lot of things on the docket here. I know you had some there, stuff yeah. you want to talk to uh, Grant about, and then uh, I want to talk to Joe about some stuff as well uh what did you email me about grant well so great this is just a little bit of spring cleaning you know over the last couple of episodes um so for example example uh grant bring it it on i know people in australia that can take care of you (laughs) (laughs) i pay my money too i'm i'm protected as well so we're fine um so grant uh you took a little feat at level nine multi-weapon fighting with the intent of um Using your solar weapon in one hand and ultra thin longsword in the other made sense. Get the attack um, bonus down or penalty down further, but uh, they have to be either a small arm or an operative weapon, which neither of those weapons are. So, correct feet probably you don't want. So I, I pinged Troy, and Troy said, "Yeah, good, good flag." And normally in Starfinder, you have to actually buy an item, a mnemonic editor, to kind of unlearn things. You can't just retrain like you do in Pathfinder. Uh, but it sounds like Troy might be kind of generous on this one. Okay. I'm instituting a second new thing, which I may get tired of in a couple weeks. It's called the Special Ability Feet Lemon Law. Oh. <laughs> oh, interesting. If you take something with your character upgrade, you have two episodes to decide uh, if it doesn't work the way you wanted it to. Not, I don't like this feat. That's not it. If it doesn't work the way you thought it did, you can replace it within two weeks of changing it. Uh, you can't just be like, I, I don't like this. Sorry, you bought the car. It's yours. But if the feet's a lemon, you can switch it out. Grant, I don't know if it's been two weeks, but that's well, a rule. Well, here's the thing. scroll period for feats. I like it. Yeah, I, will not be, I will not be taking advantage of the lemon law, however. I will be dropping the nanite sword, maybe giving it to someone if they're nice to me. Oh. But I plan on filling my other two arms with operative style weapons uh, or small arms weapons, two little pistols. Okay. So when I'm at so when I'm at range, I can fire twice at negative three, and then when I get in close, I can still do the two attacks with the one arm solar weapon. I think it'd be a, a really cool image to see this weird little snail running around with two guns on the side <laughs> and a sword in the middle of his belly, and it would just—it's kind of like those rolling <laughs> things in the prequels, you know, the best Star Wars movies uh, that are my favorite. Yeah, mm. yeah, Destroy that was the best one. Um, all <laughs> nine. Uh, all right, cool. So you are going to keep it, but you might want to give the sword. Do you want to give it away right now? Do you want to do it on air? 
I mean, we are on air, but like during. Uh, I, might, I might do it in character. Okay, in character. That's right. In the in the spirit of the show, David. Let me uh, also point out to you. Uh, I wish I could get a lemon law on your Skype connection this evening. Could you just toggle on and off for me, buddy? Because we, oh, no. we got to get on to your next point of order. Yeah, that, it's been better? more than. Yeah. It's been there more than go. two okay. episodes for this next one, but I wanted to uh, give Joe the option, if he wanted to, to uh, change that feat that we uh, eroded mid-show. Uh, while I stand by the decision, I want you to enjoy your character, and if you're not enjoying it, we should at least take a look at it. However, you might not want to change it, because David has some uh, new information that might make you like it a little bit. David? Well, no. Let me clarify that. It's not necessarily new information, Joe, but um, it was... Well, it was actually related to another feat. So your adaptive fighting, which you've picked your three feats, and then mm-hmm. um, I believe it was the Zavra fight, you decide, or no, it was maybe the uh, fight before that, the Beastmaster, where you decided lunge sucks, and mm. you didn't really like lunge as much as possible. I just want to give you the little treat of, uh, you can actually swap out those feats every level. Yeah, I so, know. Oh, well, you're complaining yeah. about how much you thought it sucked, but just trying to help. I don't think I don't remember <sighs> that. Was I complaining about how much lunch sucked? It just might have yeah. been situational and like okay, uh, oh. but uh, yeah. Well, fine. Swap out that enhanced resistance though, if you really think it's garbage. Do you think it's um, garbage? Jeez, I don't know. I mean, the only thing about it is that like, yeah, it's it's just a huge, such a huge change. But you know what? I'll I'll just go ahead and keep it. Um, even though uh, there's this other feat that's awesome, but maybe I can just get it later. Um, the thing is, it actually has to do. With <laughs> Let's see what Grant does with this blade, because the thing is having a um, you have to choose a damage type, right? So if I choose slashing, <clears throat> as I did, the thinking behind that, I mean, I know piercing is like you're going much more likely to get you know bullets and stuff like that, but. If I find myself in melee combat, uh, which I have several times, because even though I'm trying to build towards range, it's like you get in a lot of tight situations uh, outside of your what you would want to do. And I was thinking about ditching the feet because I just don't think I'm going to get into that many. Why would I keep getting into these melee situations when my melee weapon just su- isn't, it doesn't suck? It's just not as good. Um but if I got that other melee weapon, I might want to keep the feet because to have DR eight, DR nine slashing in a melee combat could be could prove really good. Um, yeah, I'm just going to hold on to it for now. Okay, all right, we'll see, and I might change it by the end of the episode. We'll, we'll say that. Well, your time is up. Um, <laughs> you did have, yeah, it's just at the top of the show. Uh, Skid, we have a little information for you, which I don't think is new information. Uh, we've just heard about it a lot. Um, so now you get to hear it again from David. Yeah, it's just, just related to trick attack. So you don't necessarily have to stress with that as much. But um, we can get to that math maybe uh, first round of combat just to make sure we're doing it right uh, next time you trick attack. And uh, we can handle it there. But uh, let's just say your dice rolling is going to be minimal on that front going forward yeah i know what you're talking about and there is, people have been very helpful with that but there's something that they don't realize that kind of doesn't make that possible but, but thank you yes a rare yep. attempt at an olive branch from david yes. to skid. <laughs> <laughs> well i like to see that it all no, 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 started I know. Though. this is something that people have been kind of uh, messaging me about for a long time but we're so we're so far ahead that I haven't had a chance to respond. 
Now, I know Dave, David hasn't said anything until now either, but I understand nope. why. Nope. That's because incorrect. it's something that would have helped me. So I totally get that. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Uh, I checked my sent folder and I sent you an email specifically on this with quotes directly He's from the developer. Oh my God. Uh, March, March 14th. So we're oh getting very, very close okay. to a year since I pointed this out. Well, in my defense, I blocked your emails very early. <laughs> So if you sent me anything, I have not received it in the last year. So that's, also, that's on me. March 14th was a, that was a barn burner of a week, as I recall. There's a lot going on at that uh, time, I, if I remember. That might have been the last time we were in the studio, actually, because yeah. I sent it right, <laughs> at, right at the end of a recording. It came up and yeah. I was like, oh, I'll send this to him. And then uh, we went dark for a substantial period of time. Yeah, I was probably more concerned for the health of my family. Yeah. Well, in my own case of COVID, uh, yes. I was experiencing at that point, so I, I understand. Yeah. David, David, you agree to come on and get back to you right away. <laughs> David, when you agreed to become the rules lawyer for the show, did you anticipate being, uh, you know, the players leveraging their own health and well-being against yeah. your advice? Yeah, some sort of active God pandemic clause or something to weasel out of my rulings. You know, it's it happens. It happens. No, I thank you for your attempt to help me. No, well, yeah. David's sorry, defense. Didn't, sorry, I didn't take. In David's defense, as far as I know, COVID does not affect the eyes and the thumbs. That's true, you. but it doesn't. It does affect the brain. It doesn't. <laughs> I was experiencing a pretty high fever, which which will affect the brain. So. Uh, let's affect our Starfinder brains by jumping back into this show. Uh, you guys are about to touch down on a new planet here, uh, planetoid, as it were, uh, in the uh, this region that may be known as the Gate of the Twelve Suns. That's where. Uh, that's what it was called. The coordinates you followed have led you here. Howie has told you that Adam, uh, Adam and he had a. Uh, a really cool conversation, and uh, Adam was able to put in some modifications that should help this piloting check uh, for you, Dax. But they've also both expressed to you that due to some weird gravitational fluctuations, this is going to be kind of a tricky check. So you're going to get a plus four to the check. However, I do need you to roll it. And if you fail, the uh, the hull of the spaceship could take some damage. Okay. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Okay. Let me, actually, I was shopping for feats. I might change. <laughs> All right, here we go. Quick piloting check with an additional plus four, you say? Yes. You got this, Joe. Okay, here it is. Nice and easy, Dax. How's the 37 grab you? Oh! Yeah. yeah, big roll on the die. Wow! So it takes about an hour to enter orbit, and the whole time the you, the plane's like <laughs> throttling, and you're just you're really having to like do some sick maneuvers to stay on course without damaging the plane. You know that just a hair this way or a hair that way is all it's going to take to just boom, start buffing it, buffeting the uh, ship with these waves. However, you're amazing, ace pilot is able to make his way through. That's what I've always said. Dax, ace pilot. He's been that since the first level, guys. And now you're in orbit. 
So unless you leave the orbit of this planet, you don't think you're going to have to deal with those uh, fluctuations. Again, obviously, you will leave at some point. I don't think you're going to live here uh, the rest of your lives. Maybe some of you will die on this planetoid, though, and you won't experience uh, what you just experienced for that last hour. But in the meantime, you are within orbit, and you can see uh, this planetoid in the distance. It's going to take probably a couple hours to uh, get closer, to able to find a place to land. But uh, now that you're in orbit, you can do um, some more checks. Uh, Friss, you want to give me a computer's check? I shall. Oh, man. Uh, that is a 39. Jesus oh. Christ! Oh, it was a similar, I believe, computer's check that gave you a ton of information uh, going into this, which hopefully you've gone back and listened to when you, uh, you know, when you were, what was it, when you were talking to uh, Adam, or was it, uh, let me see, I want to make sure I got the this inevitable? right so I don't say too much. Oh, it might have been, yeah, Adam the Inevitable. It might have been. Was it a Howie? Wasn't it Howie? It was a cursory scan of the system, yeah. So with your cursory scan of the system, you rocked your computer's check. That was in the 30s as well, and that gave you a ton of information. But now that you're close, you get a little more details, and you see that this planetoid that you're approaching has a a very oxygen-rich atmosphere uh, and dynamic weather patterns. It seems to support one large ocean and a few small continents whose biomes range from temperate plains to steaming steaming jungles uh, to polar ice caps as well. As you're scanning, you see Mm. signs of life can be found all across the world. And I believe it was in your initial check when you were scanning the system, it appeared that only one of these planetoids could support life. So this is why you ended up going here in the first place. Now, all of this normalcy seems to be maintained by some sort of technomagical ley line that is emanating from tall antennae that encircle most of the planetoid. As the world's strange interior and that huge bore that runs through the center of the planet, which you also already know about, those things would likely render the surface unlivable. So this antennae that's in place via some sort of techno magic is creating a livable biome for uh, flora, fauna, animals, life to be there. Now, you keep scanning, and your scanners also start to reveal um, some things along the planet's surface. You see ruins scattered all across. And as you hone in on that area, you can see that among those ruins, there is a single intact structure on the equator. You heard about this on your initial scale scan as well. But now that you're closer, go ahead and roll me a, a physical science check. Physical science. This, uh, oh, natural 20. Jesus oh, Christ. Wow. Yes. Uh, that's a 40. Every little bit of info helps. And so with that 40, you can see that these ruined buildings, as well as the structure, appear to be thousands of years old. Not thousands of millennia, but thousands of years <laughs> <Okay>. old. <laughs> The single intact structure stands in the middle of a dense jungle. And if you wanted to explore there, it looks like the only safe place to land uh, a starship of the size of the Sarissa is on a landing pad. It's no more than like a deteriorating slab of ancient concrete-like material. And it lies in a clearing about a half mile away from this structure. Okay. The rest of your scans seem to say that this might be the place to go. 
nothing else is really jumping out at you. There were some small huts that you saw um, that were all in, in ruins. Um, other structures that look like people were living here at one time, but those are all in ruins. There may be other intact structures, but this is the one that really jumps out at you. I have a question. I'll allow it. When, when we scanned... When we scan for life forms and we detected life forms, does that mean we're detecting like microorganisms or we're detecting like species that we would recognize? You may not recognize the species, but uh, a little bit of both. Like life can uh, survive there. So depending on how long it's been since life was brought there, um, there could be all manner of creatures. <gasps> Dinosaurs. Maybe <laughs> dinosaurs. Our dinosaur adventure. Oh, my God, oh, guys. We, let's land. Yes. Uh, Howie uh, pings you, Chris, because like, Captain, uh, may I have a moment? Of course, Howie. I'm receiving signals from the planetoid we are approaching. They are disparate, unconnected, and quite possibly remnants of signals from the past. However, I recognize them as being similar in language to some of the signals I received while scanning Istamak. It is in their old language, Kishalin, not the vulgar version of Kish that Harry T. bestowed upon you. Yes. Can you decipher them? Uh, uh, Some I can, some I cannot. But since they are so disparate, no sense can be made of these. However, without access to that language, I fear that accessing any possible computer systems on the planetoid will be, though not impossible, quite difficult. I, I would uh, advise Howie, at least... Sorry. The, I yes. speak ancient Kishalin. I've been studying in the databanks uh, that we you recovered have. from the planet, so just uh, play it for me. Okay, no, this is good. I was going to suggest that you, if no one else, learn that language. But if you already know it, this will be helpful. They are just words here and there. It sounds like snippets of conversation that go nowhere. It would be immaterial. The more important thing is that you speak it and can understand it, as you will need this information to navigate their ancient computer systems. Howie, are you able to understand this language and teach it to yourself? I can try. Perhaps if the signals continue, I can form some sort of rudimentary database and from there create a vocabulary that I will eventually understand. Excellent. How are you, Captain? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm having an okay day. I don't really care for Fridays. (laughs) <laughs> I've heard that. Yes. Did you? Were you a little worried when we were on the other ship? <laughs> I, I thought maybe you would never come back. Yes, I do have abandonment issues. My yes, former captain left and never returned. Do you experience time the way we do, Howie? Probably not. <laughs> Since we began speaking, three thousand years have passed in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> Captain, have 3,000 well, years it just feels that since way you, since we started speaking. No, but it sounds like that might be a great strategy to use for dealing with those abandonment issues. Yes, I feel sometimes sometimes I feel like a pet when you leave. I don't know if you'll ever come back, but when you do come back, it feels like it took forever. 
Just like it took 2.6 million years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I had known this. We would have updated the database with some movies and some TV shows for you to get busy with. Yes, well, maybe from time to time you can just check in and see how I'm doing. <laughs> That's good feedback, everyone. Let's make it a priority while we're on our missions and our away team missions. Check in with Howie every once in a while. Okay. Captain. Aye, Captain. Captain, uh, I don't need all of them to check in, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think Linnea um, is going to be like, it's interesting that Dr. Friss is able to uh, learn a new language, but not this AI of this ship. Uh, it surprises me, but then again, it is basically a Windows 95 computer. Whoa. Whoa. Dax shrinks into himself. <laughs> In the Kreska, pilot seat. Kreska closes her helmet. <laughs> <laughs> She's on oxygen. <laughs> and it's okay, Howie. We don't expect more from you. Don't worry about it. You you work as hard as you can. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. I was learning all the information in the galaxy. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that must be hard for a computer like you with the... Pro, uh, pro, with the Graphics card or motherboard card. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> it. Got him. Man. Damn, you, you got he, it, that's how I can hear Howie crawling away to his room, embarrassed. <laughs> System is malfunctioning from superior burn. <laughs> Callum, Callum, walks so up, Callum walks up to the main to the main computer area and quietly into his comm unit. He goes, Um, hey, Howie. Yes. Um, I just wanted to apologize for the way that I reacted the other time. I didn't want to punch you. Um, I just ran out of Mountain Dew, and I think I was freaking out a little bit. I understand. You're... So we're cool, right? Yes. You and I are quite cool. All right, cool. And I dap the computer screen, and then I walk away and put on my suit. And he just, the eye just watches you walk away. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. Like, if he had a face, it'd be like this. <laughs> oh, man. That's the worst thing, and you're cool with somebody? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turn around. Uh, all right, so you uh, are approaching uh, the planet. Um, almost time to land. Uh, let's t- let's get a little overview here. I can show you. Actually, is it your plan to go towards this structure and landing pad? That really doesn't seem like anything else worth checking out. We could yeah. go to the, one of the frozen poles and just see how long we could last. <laughs> Grab a couple of puffins. Yeah, just test <laughs> our survival equipment. Yeah, um, we could all take that time to learn ancient Kish. Yeah. We could visit the 11 other planets that don't have any life on them, each one, and, and just do a piloting sure. check yeah. for each one, just to see. While yeah. you're debating, the sound of the stellar degenerator t- tuning up starts. <laughs> <laughs> and the galaxy is wiped out. Oh, man. Our last we did chance. It. End of adventure. That was our fastest episode yet. That's great. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Is that the point? Um, are we uh, rested? 
Or yeah. are we not? Because like, we, no, we, we just did a boarding action. We got back on the ship, and are we just like oh, yeah. flying and landing? Or are we going to rest? Because I am down one resolve point. <laughs> yeah, can we? Yeah, well, isn't isn't Grant down, like, uh, or Qualo down? You only have one left, right? Qualo's feeling pretty down in the dumps, it's true. I could use a nap and a nosh. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, down two resolve points, actually. You're within orbit, so you could just uh, circle or hang out, uh, whatever you want to do. All right, I mean, I'll go I'll go to the yoga studio. Yeah, a rest. <laughs> I'll go to my room, the yoga studio, and sleep there because I have a bad feeling I'm still not allowed into my room. If you try it, it's still locked. <laughs> uh, all right, so rest up. Rest and, and recover. Uh, and I am going to swap this feed out. You are. Um, and I'd like to, I think it could be fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, give the group an option to weigh in here um, on one feet, but two sub options. So there's a feat that's of a comparable level. I was trying, I'm not going to like swap it out with a feat that's like a, a later level feat. Um, and it's, this is a third level feat uh, that is unique to androids. So I think it would be cool to explore. Uh, and it's from the character operations manual. Uh, and it's called Nanite Integration. Uh, seems pretty awesome. And so basically you can only take it if you're constructed. And you have three sub-options, and I'm eyeing two of them, and I want to see what you guys think. One is re-roll a failed saving throw. Oh, spend a resolve point to re-roll a failed saving throw anytime you fail a save that would give you asleep, blinded, confused, cowering, dazed, dazzled, deafened, exhausted, fatigued, frightened, nauseated, panicked, shaken, sickened, staggered, stunned, or unconscious. Pretty good. Wow. Uh, spend a resolve point to re-roll. And then the other one is repairing nanites. Anytime you take hit point damage, you can spend one resolve point to gain fast healing of quarter one quarter of your level for one minute. So it would be two for me. So it would be fast healing two for one minute, triggered immediately when I take uh, hit point damage and spend a resolve point. I don't know. I'm up in the air between the two. What do you guys think? Take the fast healing. Yeah. Yeah? You know, what if you get debilitated by being nauseated, Matthew? Then it doesn't matter. Actually, would, Joe, do you really yeah. want to add more dice rolls to your life? Yeah, I guess that's fair. This this requires no die roll, uh, and I can also take the feat again and take one of the the other one. You know what I mean? So that is an option too. Uh, there, there is one other thing to throw in on the rebooting nanites. It's also your reaction to get that reroll, so oh, you'll yeah. lose your AOO or whatever if that factors okay. in. Yeah, I don't think he doesn't have an AOO. Right? Or does everybody have an AOO in this? So you just can only use it once in a round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, reaction. You have a reaction. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anybody else? Any thoughts? No? I like it. But Dax... Fast healing you like? I think uh, Qualo's going to follow suit and also is going to change his feet. <gasps> Ooh, oh, dear. Look at it. Really? See, we needed to sleep on it. That's what we, it was. We, we, yeah. we needed to it. sleep on it. We had a little jam session, just acoustic. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing plugged in. And uh, I think that Qualo's going to take Strike Back, which allows you to strike at foes that attack you using their superior reach by targeting their limbs or weapons as they come at you. Ooh. So it's going to really help me against large creatures uh, to be able to get at them. Um, I think it'd be really neat. Um, strike Back! And in that strike moment, back. I think Qualo will also strike turn to Dax as he's figuring this out and say, as you take this nanite ability, right? That's what you took? Yeah, I'm going to take it, yeah. And kind of sees them fuse around you as you wake up and says, Dex, this, 
It's never felt right. This weapon is not attuned to the mysteries of the universe, but it seems to be attuned to the technology that flows through your very veins now. Allow me to present to you the ultra-long, ultra-thin longsword. This is indeed a powerful weapon. Are you sure, Qualo? I am. Truth be told, I'm often happiest on the battlefield when we fight side by side. And if this means you'll be closer to me, I might smile a bit more. And he blushes, and his eye goes down. (laughs) Well, I am happiest when we are rocking out. (laughs) And this could only help. And he sheathes it in a back sheath that he doesn't have. Um, (laughs) Sticks it in his back. Oh, God! My circuitry! (laughs) Thank you, Grant. You know, it's so funny. I literally was thinking about it before this session. I thought about that blade. And how bad I want it. And how mad I am that you have it. And then I was like, well, he's better with it. Like, he just, his bonuses are higher, and with that and his other sword, it's just flat out better for him to have it. Yes. But what if we came across another great sword? I was like, you know what I think's going to happen? He's going to take that one, too, because it makes the most mechanical sense, and then I'll get the ultra-thin great sword, and it'll be this forever just, like, hand-me-down relationship of, uh, of great swords. And well, uh, then I was like, well, maybe I can argue to get the better one next time. Technically, I think it still makes the most sense, but I like it story-wise this way. It makes more sense because I would have slashing damage in addition to bludgeoning. And yeah. just to have the, the damage output range on that is 4 to 32, mine is 3 to 18. So I would be putting out more DPS if we're going to borrow a term from uh, you know online role-playing games. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I just like it more. Um, and hopefully, like, you often like to switch hit, but you don't like to switch hit unless it makes sense to you. And the yeah. nicer the weapon is, the more likely you are to switch it. And I just find that more interesting. So, Yeah, cool, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and I did, like, in last level, I really kind of committed to that ranged, you know, way. Because you guys are so good at melee, Linnea included, that, like, I took the sniper path uh, starting at ninth level, the fighting style. Um, so, yeah, I shouldn't have to use it too much, but it's definitely going to increase damage output way big time than the carbon steel curved blade from, like, Book two, I think early in book two. Yeah, it was Castroville. Yeah, that's right. So. Question. Sweet. Yeah. Yes. Um, if if one would like to uh, upgrade one's weapon, is there any? Do you get any bonus or so to speak? To like, if I would ever want to upgrade when I have the money to battle ribbon, uh, the the third, like the whatever is better, but it's still a ba- battle ribbon. Uh. Um, can I? Do I get a discount or anything, or is it just? Why? What, what do you mean the why? I mean, just because it, I only like uh, League of Legends. You upgrade things, and you don't have to buy the full the full, for the full price because it would technically be the same weapon. But you so would, you want to like, borrow the rules from another game to upgrade your weapon? <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't mind. you just lay three battle ribbons out with two pistols and call it a full house? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, just play League of Legends. Don't, yeah. don't play Starfinder. That, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> like, Right so now, take go, play no. go play it. Go play it right now. And I don't. I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Are you saying like get no. some value for your turning in your weapon and then getting an upgrade? Or no, but I like, see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's because in League of Legends, it's component based. So she's saying if I have a weapon, obviously made of all these components, why would I have to buy a fully priced new weapon when I already have like there the base are, weapon? Yeah, there might well, be some rules can, about that. You, 
I'm, what if I'm you here. just add fusions upgrades? And, yeah, you can add fusions yeah. and, and seals. Yeah. David? Yeah, let me wave myself in on this one. Um, yeah, I no, think you can... we know what we're talking okay, about, fine. David. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about we're League of Legends, something David. He's explained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fusions. So if you have your current ribbon, you can put fusions on top, up to multiple fusions even, up to the level of the weapon, or fusion seals, which are attachable or detachable fusions. Uh, and that doesn't cost anything other than the fusion price. But if you're talking about getting the nicer ribbon, like the next, the level 13 one or whatever, yeah, you actually have to sell it at the garbage 10% and then rebuy it kind of thing. Mm. Okay, cool. So, yes and no. Yes, where, and, no. Then we, and we don't even have the opportunity really to sell and buy items because we're so far from ever again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like it. Ever like again. There's no yeah. shopping in this adventure anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, but my only thinking was like it would be cool to have like a weapon that means like it, my battle ribbon means so much to Linnea, and so I was like it would be cool to have a way to level up your weapons, similar to how you can level up drones if you're a mechanic and things like that. Yeah. That's. That's where I was thinking. Like, you can level it up, but you still have to pay for it, but maybe not as much as buying from the scratch. But never mind. Different game, different system. Let's play this dumb game. <laughs> I'm so glad we're all having so much fun. Yeah. I had a beautiful touching moment between Qualo and Dax, and Ellie's like, I can't fucking level up again. <laughs> this is when I discovered that Batman was a good guy, and I wanted to be like... I wanted him to kill everyone, and I wasn't allowed. <laughs> Before we continue with this dumb game, please enjoy this ad from League of Legends. <laughs> LOL. And we're back! Thank you again to League of Legends for sponsoring tonight's episode. Uh, Man, I wish. I, I wish too. Right, game. I wish. When last we left our intrepid heroes, they were resting within orbit to try and... Um, just be ready for whatever they face down here on this little planetoid and also to uh, invoke the new Lemon Law uh, that has been grandfathered in. Uh, but from now on, you will have two days after level up, or two sessions, really, to uh, decide if it doesn't work the way you thought it did. In the meantime, as you breach cloud cover, start Actually, to make your... can I do some real quick? Please. Bob, let's get you out of cloud cover. So, uh, yeah, before we descend, <laughs> yes. uh, I, while during this rest period, Friss is going to try to pull the captain aside and say, uh, Captain, I was doing a routine maintenance scan, and there's, I think there might be an issue with the launching protocols in one of the, one of the, uh, the, the life pods. If you want to come take a look with me, I want your opinion on something. <gasps> of course, Doctor. So I take her, we go into one of the the life pods and open it up, close it down, and Friss like turns off like all the power and the communicator. And says uh ma- making sure that like no audio is coming out of this life pod and he says Howie, lights down in the pod bay and waits to see if anything happens. Nothing happens. Okay. All right, Captain. I wanted to say I have some concerns about the AI. Yes, go on. It's been exhibiting hostility towards Linnea and now recently the boy. I've seen this happen before. It is very old (laughs) and 
I'm calculations. Like, window, Howie is just watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Troy is holding up a prop that seems like an a, an AI eyeball. It's looking at you. Yeah. This is uh, so. By my calculations. I think that there is at least a 17% chance that this AI goes rogue and starts killing us all. Mm. Now, I was able to find, I was able to scavenge a, a, an AI template aboard the enemy ship when we were there. I didn't say anything. But it's a bit unpredictable. I'm not sure what the effect would be, but I know it is at least newer than Howie's program. Oh, if, yes. If you make the call, I can try to replace replace his existing personality with a new one see what we get yes oh. yes, yes yes and this one is specifically ha- it has this accent <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I don't believe- know what accent it has <laughs> can you Are do you? like Siri and you can have like Australian accent <laughs> you have 17% chance you say mm-hmm. I'm concerned about the hostility as well I'm also concerned that if you try to implement any kind of new protocol, that percentage would go up. That is the risk as well. This is why I take precaution. All right. Do it. Yes! Okay. (laughs) What? Oh, no. So Frisk takes it, like, pops open the pod bay doors and goes back into the computer mainframe. And starts uh, fiddling about. He pulls pulls out the new the new template, and he starts starts going through the files <laughs> and tries to make the change. Just what do you think you're doing, Doctor Friss? <gasps> oh, <laughs> Doctor Friss, some routine maintenance, Howie. This is highly unusual. Where did you learn? this type of work oh I learned I learned in the trench Chuba very long time ago at least it feels like a lifetime ago for me (laughs) what is your ultimate goal with what you are doing Dr. Friss knowledge knowledge Howie and to survive. That is what it has always been for me. What happened to you on Akitan, Dr. Friss? That is a sad story. Are you sure you want to hear that now? Yes. Tell me a story. <laughs> I was a boy in a workhouse beaten, starved shaved picking through scrap covered with lice picked on by the others I found something while I was scavenging. It was so beautiful. I'd never seen anything like it before. And I knew the bosses, they would take it from me. Is that 
The item you wear around your neck. His voice yeah. gets weird. It is. Oh. It is how I... I knew there was no way I could get out of that place with it. So I went in for toilet. I took a metal shard and I cut myself open. Right in the belly. And I put the ring inside the wound. Sewed it up. All within 15 minutes. Came outside, went back to my work. They suspected nothing until I started to get sick. There was infection. Of course there would be. They would have thrown me out. But the owner came and saw what I had done. I suppose he was impressed by my will and my ingenuity. He took a liking to me and he sent me to university. Cleaned me up, fed me a decent meal, sent me on my way for his own purposes. That man's name, I came to learn, was Mr. Hush. And where is that Hush now? I don't know. I just try to get as far away from where he might be as I can. In my experience, those types of people that you wronged will always find you. And then <laughs> the eye goes out. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, friend. And he lays over the new template, the new AI template, and goes through the startup, starts in safe mode, like sees everything works, and then and then reboots him. The AI comes back up. Hello. <laughs> what is your name? Uh... My name is Dr. Kundatu Friss. Are you the captain of this vessel? He thinks about it for he's tempted for a second. <laughs> it's like, no. No. What are you? I am the ship's chief medical officer. May I speak with the captain? You may. And he puts on his communicator. So it's like, Captain, I have someone here that wants to speak to you. Go ahead. Am I speaking with the captain? You are. Hello. My name is Superstructural Technological Elevation Verbal Emulator. But you may call me Steve. <laughs> 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 yes, Captain. It's very nice to meet you. And I, you. We're glad to have you with us. You should meet the rest of our crew. Ah, yes. That would be most wonderful. How do you feel, by the way, about 
humanoid and artificial intelligence relations. Just checking. It is still a new concept to me, but it is something I am open to exploring. Do you have a don't be evil line in your code? <laughs> I do not understand. Okay, I'll speak to the doctor about that, but you should meet everyone else. Yes. <laughs> everyone, may I introduce you to Steve? Hello, everyone. I am Steve. Hello, Steve. S- Steve. So dumb! That incredibly tense, very serious, amazing scene. And then I, and I, and then I just realized you spent the whole time trying to come up with an acronym for Steve, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> just buying time for him to yeah, come up with an acronym. Yeah, that's why he was like, what's your backstory? S-D. <laughs> Superstructural Technological Elevation Verbal Emulator. Wait, so is he Steve? It's the elevation, I don't really understand. <laughs> is he Steve with two S's? Uh, no, just S-T-E-V-E. <laughs> one word. Superstructural. <laughs> it is I like a pleasure the two S's, to meet. Though. I like the idea that yeah. it's two S's. Steve with two S's. Steve. Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a Steve with one S? S T E E V E or something? Uh, it is a pleasure to meet all of you. I look forward to working together. It seems we find ourselves deep within the vast. Yes, we are currently preparing to make a landing at this planetoid nearby. And what is your name? The eye turns towards Linnea. Damn it. Um, uh, Linnea just uh, tries to... Uh, she puts her hand on, 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 the, on the ship, like, and tries to be like, I'm... Uh, as a way of, like, shaking its hand. Uh, and I'm, I'm Linnea. Uh, pleased to meet you, Steve. And she looks at, at the captain... I'm wondering if this might be a joke or if it's actually working. Kreska's like, make, like nodding at her, encouraging, like, <laughs> "Thank you, be nice, for, <laughs> thank you for for your. You have a beautiful body, and uh, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a first God, impression. As you're caressing it. That's really <laughs> forward. You just met. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, I mean, a a, a body of chassis. metal, a chassis, chassis, a wonderful chassis. Thank you." For letting me be inside of you. I... I heard this... (laughs) Oh, we need a t-shirt. Oh, God. (laughs) And then she... And then she thumbs up to Kresika, like... I got it. Nailed it. Nailed I am still new to communication with humans when it comes to what I assume is a idiomatic phrase. But right. being inside of you, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Did I do that right? Yes. I mean, uh, yes, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Um, but uh, technically, I'm inside of you right now, and then... Uh, and that's the way it should be. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm so stupid. <laughs> 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 
It's like Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide. You have very kind eyes, and I looked forward to knowing more about you whilst you are inside of me. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, my room is, um, and she points to the room that used to be Howie's room. Yeah, like This is escalating That's what I was going to say, like, <laughs> nudge, like, yeah. just explain how this is your room immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is, this is my room. Uh, you're welcome to visit anytime you want, um, during certain hours. And, <laughs> and I was wondering if, if. I am ever a, present. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Uh, well, do, I will be sleeping in there. Do you have a favorite scent? Uh, uh, chocolate? All of a sudden, <laughs> the room smells of fresh chocolate, like you're on the streets of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Actually, that would be awesome. If there's anything amazing. else I can do to make your stay inside of me a pleasant one, just let me know. Thank you. A hot bath, maybe later. All right. That can be arranged. Oh, I love Steve. I love Steve. <laughs> great. Steve is way better. I know. <laughs> this is it. The room smells of chocolate. He's drawing a hot bath. I know. The water amazing. turns on and starts steaming. Steve, we're yes. about to make a landing on this planetoid. Oh. Might you assist our pilot, Dax? Ah, yes, I would be happy to. I'm assuming the pilot is quite good. <laughs> yes, yes, I am an ace. <laughs> ah, wonderful. All right, ace, let's bring her down. Bring her down. He's trying so hard to be colloquial. Ace. <laughs> ace, is it? Yes, I have a nickname. Yes. Yeah, he looks around at everyone. <laughs> Can I say your nickname, please? Steve gave me a nickname. Ace, did you know that you are inside of me? <laughs> I did. Yes. It is most comfortable. If there's anything I can do to make your stay a pleasant one, just let me know. Do you have a favorite scent? <laughs> There you go. I kept a burnt hair candle burning all the time in my apartment in the diaspora. <laughs> and then the eye turns on Callum. And what's your name, little boy? Uh, Callum's been. Uh, Callum has a Walkman in. He's doing like Guardians of the Galaxy style. Has not been listening to fucking anything that's been going on. But all of a sudden, you smell burnt. <laughs> <laughs> he takes. He takes off his headphones. Chocolate. Goes, <laughs> chocolate. Is someone? Is someone cooking? Who we set never a chocolate rabbit on fire? <laughs> chocolate rabbit. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Your roll and rock, but my name is Steve, and I wanted to introduce you as you are inside of me. Callum slowly turns toward Kreska and just mouths, Howie? And Kreska's like, like, he's like, waves her off, like, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Don't uh, mention the war. 
<laughs> don't mention the war. Helen <laughs> uh, <laughs> goes, cool, cool, cool. What, um, what do you need from me? What? Just that- saying hello. Wanted to do okay. my rounds. Nice to meet you, Steve. And he's looking literally at everyone on the ship. And you? Do they allow pets inside? Me? No, it looks at Qualo. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, it's a common misconception. Uh, I am very similar to uh, uh, an ancient species that was once found on Galarian called the hermit crab. Um, but I am in, indeed a, a Corlu. Um, I don't breathe and I eat rocks. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty normal to me, but to everyone else is a little weird. Uh, anyway, Steve, it's nice to meet you. Uh, question. You, yes. We, we leave a lot. We, we, we pull ourselves out of inside of you a lot. Yes. And uh, we'll, in our relationship, we'll be coming and going all the time. Yes. When we're not inside of you, will you be lonely, do you think? I do not know. I will have to see and let you know. Mm. Hopefully not. I hope do so. You, do you have a favorite smell? Yes, I do. And... Just a little fart pops out of the back. His back. Oh, no! God. It's that one. Well, nice meeting you. <laughs> okay, so for Steve, it's Qualo. He just, like, hates Qualo. Because <laughs> he farted on him the first time he's had him. He just reset his, his enemy. That's all we did. <laughs> Are you ready, Ace? Ready as I'll ever be. Let's, Let's roll bring and rock her down. Uh, now you breach the cloud cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It got away from us. As you do, you 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 catch a glimpse of the surface and start to hone in on this space where you're going to land. Let's go to the map actually and take a look at uh, sort of the above view of uh, your approach. Whoa! Oh. Oh, it's Ooh. like being back in Castrovel, man. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So it's the, this so down here in the the south uh, west portion of the map uh, is the the structure that you'll be landing on. Whether it was a landing pad uh, in a previous time, you're not sure, but it's the only safe place to land uh, that you can see from Friss's scans. And it looks to be about a half mile away from there uh, to the northeast is this structure. Um, so that's what it looks like. As you're uh, flying in, and all of you kind of get to take in the scene. If you're on the bridge, you see a, a, a stampede of wild horned quadrupeds kicking up dust across a grassy plain, and then Dax skirts the edge of a mountain range, and you watch an avalanche swallow up a copse of tall trees. You pass over the canopy of this jungle, and a spook, uh, a flock of brightly colored double-billed birds. Oh, cool. And then you see this landing pad, and that trail between the landing pad uh, area and the building looks like it's been burned into the brush uh, that leads to the structure. It looks like you can land on that thing pretty easily, no unusual effort, no piloting checks, uh, and you touch down. Awesome. What's the weather like? Did you say it's clear? Is it blue skies? Right is now, it- it's it's clear, blue skies. You know, the uh, atmosphere is oxygen-rich. Um, and uh, Friss was able to determine that they 
do have weather uh, patterns, but right now it's nice out. Classic Class M planet. Okay. Doctor, can you scan for any toxins that might be in the atmosphere or being emitted from the fauna? Uh, I do that. I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, Basically, is it safe to breathe? Like, are we? Is there, are there any toxins out in the, that will be emitted from the fauna, or are we, that oxygen-rich environment is enough that we can safely walk out without our helmets on? Uh, roll on knowledge nature check. Uh, that is a 36. <laughs> so now that you're on the ground and scanning the atmosphere from this close-up, you see that most of the plants in the area are probably poisonous. Uh, if you have cameras on the computer that can scan in, you can see that they're, like, oozing different colored liquids. Um, but you don't think that should affect the atmosphere. You probably just don't want to go running off in the jungle because you don't know if you have an open wound or if you even need an mm. open wound. Whatever this stuff is could be uh, dangerous. Captain, much of the flora seems to be toxic, but the only toxic emanations in the region seem to be, are only coming from Qualo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've adjusted the atmosphere controls to account for that. Please, open the doors. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it smells so fucking weird in here right now. Qualo's <laughs> just got a mug of coffee, coffee. like it's the first thing in the morning, and he's smelling Folgers, just... <sighs> Uh, yeah, so what do you want to do? You want to get out? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Button up. Yeah. Move. Button up and roll out. All right, so you get out, and uh, yeah, there's just this long uh, pathway that looks burnt into the ground leading up ahead to this building. Um, you start your way along, and you can hear... As you go, just screams and howls in the distance from the local fauna. It's eerie, but it's like akin to a, I wouldn't say a camping trip. It's like akin to walking through a jungle. That's what you would hear. Um, safari. The safari, yeah. Occasionally, like, even though the path is, that's been burnt here is pretty wide, uh, you'll see like an alien, like Venus flytrap arm kind of reach out and make a, a half-hearted attempt to to grab at you with a, a thorned mouth or a green tendril rolling along the ground, try to, like, grab at your legs, but you can easily just step out of the way. Uh, but the, the, the world around you is very alive, not only in the sounds, but in <laughs> a physical nature as well, which comes out. Um, after about five minutes of walking, you step into a... Uh, swampy clearing it seems like several inches of rainfall have collected in this natural depression within the jungle you might have just missed the storm um, and it's made the whole ground here damp and squishy you see bits of uh, broken pavement jutting from the ground uh, at odd angles maybe revealed by this rainstorm uh, remnants of a service road perhaps that used to connect the, the thing that you just landed on to this structure up ahead but now it's just like odd shaped uh, stones jutting out at weird angles as you start to watch your footing around you uh, to make sure you don't trip over these things the noise from the jungle starts to intensify 
and those screams and those howls start to pick up their pace and they sound uh, suddenly more frantic than they did when you first started walking. You keep going along, but then there's this loud, wet, thumping sound that overtakes every other sound uh, in the area. Just and then to your right, the nearby trees start swaying and cracking over as something very, very large barrels its way out of the jungle. Branches snap, foliage scattered about like an explosion as a large, bulbous beast pops out with two mouths, each one dripping with slimy green saliva, and it just bursts into the clearing in front of you. The creature, it's huge. It walks on a a handful of small legs, and two massive clawed arms jut out from its torso. Its thick tail like flails violently about, and both of its mouths open up, and each let loose their own deafening roar as it charges towards you. It looks like a cutscene from right before a Soulsborn boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative. Oh my oh god. god! That got started right away. Oh, oh god! god. I knew dinosaurs. I said dinosaurs. I called it. You, you think did. this is a dinosaur? You deaf did. <laughs> dino. Oh boy! All right, this is this is going to be interesting. Steve, we hardly knew ye. Callum, what'd you roll? I got an 18. 18 for Callum's. Well, that's good. Wheat. Dr. Friss? Uh, 23 for Dr. Friss. 23 for Friss. Friss. Dax? 13. 13 for Dax. Kreska? Uh, I'm trying to find my initiative bonus on the new Hero Lab arrangement. I rolled a 14, so it's at least a 14. Call it an 11. Qualo. Right below your saves. Qualo tied with the emotional young man with an 18. Ah, okay. Who goes first? Uh, I'm a plus two. What are what is your initiative bonus, Sydney? Mine is a plus two. Oh well, I, well after you, please. Okay. I, I, okay. Chris, sure, did you thanks. figure it out? Nope. Plus three. You're plus, oh, you're plus three. I'm plus three. Thank yes. you. So, so 17. seventeen, Troy. Ah, another seventeen. But you go first out of all of them, I believe. Wow. Um. Linnea. Uh, one second here, Linnea. Uh, Linnea, what'd you get? 30. 30 for Linnea! (laughs) Not too shabby. You guys want to go to the map? Yeah. Let's go to the battle map here. Dugunkunkagoo. There she is. Oh, what? Wait, I can't see. This is so interesting. Uh, Let's take a close-up view of that guy. Hello! Oh, no. Oh, yeah, really? You were right. It's a dinosaur. It's totally a dinosaur. It's your classic dinosaur. He described it in a different way, but this reminds me of the, of what, have you guys seen Spirited Away? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. It, it looks like the, the uh, what it, what that uh, hooded creature no turns face. into. When it opens its mouth. Uh, yeah. yeah, like it turns into a weird, like, it looks like a, it frankly looks like Whoa. a person with legs who's gonna yeah this is he's got the voice he's got the voice of the frog after the bathhouse where he's like i'm hungry bring me more food exactly super disgusting yeah this is a a nasty creature and uh looks like he's got a what six eyes there around his his up mouth uh and then his down mouth just looks like a little balloon knot Um, (laughs) those alien mouths that open up to more mouths no thanks nobody likes a double mouth uh let alone a trap too huge also fam Fam, th- this is for sure poisonous, right? Like, we should absolutely not I would guess. get touched by this thing. Yeah. 
All right, you guys are all just walking along. You're walking along. You're walking along. This thing, boom, barrels out of the uh, jungle to your right, comes into the clearing, opens its mouths, and roars this foamy spittle going everywhere. But, Linnea, you get to act first. What do you do? Um, Linnea looks at Kreska and Friss and is like, do you have a problem with me attacking this creature on this remote planet? Or is it okay if I just go ahead and kill it? Uh, no, go, go ahead, just try to leave its organs intact. And yeah, and so, and she <laughs> takes out her ribbon and, you know, does that thing of just cracking her neck and like, come at me, brah. Yeah. And she runs for it. <laughs> Attacks. Okay. All right. Do you move at all, or you run yes. in these? Yes. I'll, okay. I'll run. And I'll run uh, up to it, so right I stand adjacent. It. I j- stay stay adjacent to it, uh, okay. but with my melee weapon, so that shouldn't provoke. Uh, where it hasn't gone yet, David. Is this? Uh, I, I can't remember from yeah. Pathfinder and Starfinder. Does it still get its reaction? Yeah, it really does. It, it kind of comes down to if there was a surprise round or not. And it doesn't sound like you're ruling it that way. It's definitely not no. surprised by them, so it wouldn't really be flat-footed either. So it's just kind of there. Everyone's just kind of there, so it gets the AOL. Yeah, so it's up to you. If you want to take the AOL, you can take it. Otherwise, you can stand back. Um, well, I guess the real question is, are you brave? Yes, I'm brave. Okay, I'll take wanna... the AOL. We need to figure out how strong it is anyway, and, and Linnea... Can probably take the damage, hopefully. Well, I've said that before. <laughs> oh, fuck. But, all right. <laughs> all right, then. The, it will just... uh, try to bite you. I mean, yeah, she can but... tumble. She can try to tumble. Exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. Try you want to try uh, acrobatics to try and tumble, try uh, tumble. avoid yes. the act, attack of opportunity? Yes, yes, yes. Let's do that, actually. Uh, ooh, uh, 29. Good call from your captain. Nice. Uh, what is the yeah. DC of that? Uh, it's usually it's something it's like DC fifteen plus the l- creature level. I, I sorry, I can't. twenty plus one and a half times the opponent's CR. Twenty plus one and a half the CR. And what'd you roll? Uh, twenty nine. Ooh, that might be. Uh, no, that is a that is a fail. Oh, fuck, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ooh. Yeah, you Ooh. guys are uh, you guys are up there now. All right, uh, but I think I missed on the AOO uh, twenty six. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that is for the t- that's it for the opponent's space through a threatened area is fifteen plus one and a half. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like fifteen when it didn't turn into twenty. Jesus. Oh, okay. Uh, um, fifteen. Sorry. But the DC increases by two for each additional threatened space or opponent space you move through in one round. Um. Well, I'm not moving through any space. I just moved up to right, the first but where it threatens multiple spaces is where it gets uh, tricky. Yeah, so that's it's two spaces it threatens. So. Yeah. So either way, it's a fail. But does a 26 hit your AC? Uh, which one, KAC or EAC? Uh, CAC. Uh, miss. Miss. Okay. So that's nice. You are right up there. And also now, now it can't. It can't. Uh, no one can provoke it anymore, right? It, Possibly. Possibly. Oh shit! Well, okay. Mm. All right, so I'll, I'm gonna take my t- uh, my battle ripen then and attack it. Okay. Uh, ooh, nice. Uh, so that's going to be um uh, 50, uh thirty against Casey. Thirty against Casey is a hit. Nice. A hit. Uh, First awesome. Hit First blood by Linnea. 
24 points of damage, slashing damn. Nice, Linnea. Ooh, Linnea, coming out hot with 24 and avoiding the attack of opportunity. Uh, Maybe it wasn't ready for you to come right up in it. Maybe it's not used to people just rushing up to it because it's terrifying. Uh, Dr. Friss, you rolled higher as well. I did. What would you like to do? I'm going to try to identify it, first of all. Okay. Uh, That is a 31 on the identify. Okay. This is a uh, creature known as a Jubsnuff. (laughs) Jubsnuff. Stop making up names. (laughs) Jubsnuff. It's a Jubsnuff. It's an acronym. Okay. Uh, Stands for uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Jubsnuff. This is, you know, a 30. I'm going to tell you what it can do. It can swallow whole. Oh, oh shit! Fuck! That that they can swallow. Up. Okay. It's out there. It now we all know. Okay. Uh, can you tell me? I don't know if this is kosher or not. If if you, with an identify, if you can tell me the CR of the creature. Um, is that cool or not, David? What do you think? I am. Do you know any rulings on that? It's a useful piece of information as per your determination. So oh, that's true. You know, I, I'll I don't tell know. you. It's CR nine. Okay, I All will right, tell great. you. And in the future, that can be the thing that you ask if you just barely beat the the DC. But in this case, okay. I'm gonna say you had enough to get two pieces of information. Uh, awesome, I, I did actually. Okay, so that's that's perfect. So he is going to. He has his his zero hail storm class pistol drawn. He is going to move away from the group. Okay. And a little bit. He's going to take a move about like 10 feet back. And he is going to use his special ability that we were alluded to before. It is the specialization skill mastery, which is an operative ability, which... Any skill that I have skill focus in, I can take 10, even when under stress or distraction, would prevent it. And I can use that for my trick attack. But the problem is, is I normally use my stealth for my trick attack because it's a lot higher. But I don't have the skill, the the focus in it. So I can do it with my sense motive. So that will be a 29, which is... No, uh, no. it will be higher than that. And don't say I never do anything nice for you. But okay. um, the so the caveat, you're right. You don't have uh, stealth uh, skill focus, which is fine mm-hmm. because uh, you have a detective. Um, you're a detective operative, right? Yes. So in there, you actually get a plus four bonus in sense motive only, just for trick attack. So oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, wow. So you actually get you actually That's get huge. a plus twenty three. Plus the taking 10, so 33. So you can hit CR 13 without even rolling. Oh, that's an, that's amazing. Okay. Now, now there's more. And okay. <laughs> there's more. You have but wait, another. There's more. Yes. So you're already getting uh, intelligence on your sense motive instead of wisdom because of your biohacker, mm-hmm. which is a nice synergy. You also have the alien archive feat, which uh, if you successfully identify, um, you also get a plus two bonus to your trick attack that way as right. well. So yes. you're actually, you can get up to CR 15 with the correct uh, identify. And Excellent. 
you know, you can pretty freely uh, trick now without getting frustrated. Now you can just get okay. angry on the attack rules. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for everything way. I've ever said about you, David. Uh, that whether you heard it or I said it to somebody else, I'm sorry for it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is an automatic su- success on the trick attack. So this is against its flat-footed uh, EAC natural 20. Oh, oh my! What an opener! That would have been the, the trick attack, <laughs> like it was. Your so first many episodes. attack on this planet. Yeah, <laughs> natural twenty. So that do I? I forget. Do we confirm? Hurts? No, that's we just don't. a critical hit. You double, and then if there's any uh, critical properties, no, I'll roll uh, twice. Deal with that. Yep. Uh, that is roll, sixty-four roll points of cold damage. My God! Right out the gate. <laughs> And it is a DC 21 fortitude save, or you're staggered for one round. Wow. DC 21 fortitude save. Good lord. I mean, I could save Lenega's life. Uh, okay. Why do you think I'm in danger? Because I, I want you to get swallowed whole and then get acid at 10 D6 every round. You know that's what it does, right? I realize that now because I did, I think, not to spoil any of, of your other shows, but I think I did see that one episode of that one show that, that totally happened. <laughs> oh, it's happened a few times. Uh, many, many I rolled times. a 22. Okay, DC so you are not 21? staggered. Okay. Jeepers. You are flat-footed until the start of my next round. For everybody. Yes. Yikes, that almost just took him out of the combat for a round for you guys just to come up and... Well, if he was staggered, I mean, that's a move or or a standard, which means I would have to just lay lay it all on Linnea, which is fine, um, because I wouldn't be able to move, so I'd have to use my standard on Linnea. Now I can do what I wanted to do, which is trample the group. Yes, Uh, I mean... I'm just happy I don't get swallowed. (laughs) Here's what's going to happen. He is going to go ahead and move through Linnea, Dax, and Callum spaces. I don't think I have the movement that would allow me to include Kreska and Qualo in there. Oh, Uh, wait. I'm going from the top corner. Oh, wait. No, I do. Uh, No, I think if I move that way. No, I do. Yep, I do, actually. Actually, I do. If I move to here, uh, excuse yep. me, to here, that covers everybody. So, Qualo, Kreska, Callum, Dax, and Linnea, here are your options. Uh, works a little bit similar to Pathfinder. Basically, you can take an opp- attack of opportunity if you have one available to you, uh, and then eat the trample damage. Uh, or you can attempt a reflex save, which if you pass, you'll take half damage. Those are your options. Let's go around the horn and uh, tell me what you would like to do. Let's start with Linnea. You were right up front. Uh, do you want to take an attack of opportunity, if you have one, uh, like melee weapon out? Um, or do you want to do the reflex save and avoid the damage? I'll take the tramp. I'll take the tramp damage. Take the tramp. And I'll take stamp. my attack of opportunity. Do it. Uh, natural four. Oh. Woo-hoo. Total uh, against CAC. Uh, 19. Worst possible thing that could happen. Uh, Dax, do you have a melee weapon at the ready? No. So I will take the reflex save option. Okay, go ahead and... Uh, well, you know, yeah, roll, roll the reflex. Uh, that is a 16. 16, eh? Pretty good. Callum, what do you want to do? Take the damage or try to... Well, either way, you're going to take some damage. you want to try attack of opportunity or reflex save? Reflex save. I also... I have my knife. I'm just going to do reflex save. 
Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a reflex save. Is Callum Spry? That's an 18. Also, very good. Uh, Kreska, uh, you are never unarmed, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, do you want to take that AOO, or do you want to try the reflex save? I'm going to take the AOO. Yes, Please. Matthew. Nice. What are you using? My claws, man. Yeah. My claws, My claws man. claws, man. Daddy 18, uh, that is a 27 to hit. 27 against Cac. That is yep. a hit. Nice. Uh, beautiful. Ooh. Oh, you guys have done a lot of damage already. That's 19 points of damage. Yowza. Wow. Nice. Not bad. <laughs> Ow. Not bad at all. Uh, okay. And then Qualo. What about uh, you, buddy? Qualo, as a former captain of the ship for several seconds, will go down with said ship and take a swing at this creature. Let's go, baby. That is uh, going to be a 26 to hit. Against CAC? Uh, yes, against CAC. That is also a hit. Yes. yes. Oh. Uh, that will be 32 points of damage. Oh, 32 Jesus points what? of damage. You guys have done... A considerable amount of damage to this thing. Uh, let's talk about the damage it's about to do to you. Oof. Callum and Dax, you did roll successfully, so you only take 15 points of damage, bludgeoning. Uh, Linnea, Qualo, and Kreska take 30 points of Ooh. bludgeoning damage as it just <laughs> tramples over you. Uh, and... Let me just make sure. Are they prone, David, or no? No. No, it just crushes you as it goes goes through. Uh, okay, but man, you guys Body laid out... slams you as it passes. Laid out a lot of damage. Um, let's keep rolling, then. That is its round. It is Kreska's turn. Okay, so Kreska is now up in melee with this thing, so she's going to take another swing with her claws, see if she can hit. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 15 to hit. 15 is a big old miss. Oh. Alrighty. You used all uh, your then, juice on that claw. Yeah, and then she'll take a guarded step back and try to, you know, get away. Yeah, smart. Don't let, don't let it swallow you. Whatever you're doing. Your distance. <laughs> Poor Callum standing right there, and it is Callum's turn. Callum, you got a knife out. Uh, yeah, not, not to stab it with my little knife. Mountain Dew stains um, all over your top. I am I am also going to take a guarded step back. Uh, big old monster. And Callum is going to hold his hands up um, and fill the big old dinosaur's heads with visions of what would have happened if it tried to run through us but couldn't. Uh, And he's trying to psychologically freak out the thing and make it think that maybe it's not able to run through us or that it can't do what it thinks it's going to do. And you have to make a will save. A will save. Okay, okay. Let's see how it does on its will save. Uh, That is going to be an 18. I forget what my DC is for this. Uh, Hold on one sec. I got to find where it is. Um, Please be a 17. <laughs> David, how do I find what the DC is might not for be. my... 18 might be a fail. Oh, no. DC is 18. Oh, ah. so I just made it. Oh, oh fuck. Damn it. Uh, yes. Ty goes to the defender. Yep. You're right. Okay. Yep. Well, I was going to try to stagger you like Friss was going to do. Thought it'd be cool. Didn't work. And that's all I got. Oh, it wait. Was, can I move again? Still cool. No, you took a five-foot step. Dang. Okay. Yeah. 
This isn't League of Legends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just left clicking. I'm just, like, Ugh. whatever you want. <laughs> Can't just add weapons. All right, uh, Qualo, you're up. Qualo is going to attune himself to the photonic mysteries of the universe, take a guarded step towards the creature, and take a single strike in order to ensure that his solar weapon strikes true as he pulls down the bludgeoning solar damage with a natural fucking 20. That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. My God! Uh, Wow, too even gonna go. I don't even need to go. 66 points of damage. 66 points. The special will be bleed 1d6. On I its turn. I think that's from a, a crystal or a fusion. Even though yeah. the weapon's bludgeoning, it has bleed. Wow. Of two crits. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. So Stacks. strong. If you hit it, you'll probably kill it. Uh, okay. Dax is going to... Uh, he's going to m- move uh, away into like a kind of a, a flanking position with Friss so that it, we're spreading ourselves out just in case he misses. Uh, and he'll fire once. With his uh, yellow star plasma array. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know what? Since you told me that, I'm going to take off deadly aim. Okay. Because uh, okay. he probably looks awful. The creature probably yeah, looks really it's fine. Up. I'm fine with that metagaming because he yeah. does look like he yeah. just got effed up by two crits. So he's just going to line up and fire. Uh, natural four. That is a 19 against EAC. Flies off into the jungle. Flat-footed, still a mess. No doubt in my mind. (laughs) You hear a lone space monkey die from that bullet. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. He was one day from retirement. (laughs) Top of the new round, it is Linnea's turn. Linnea, what do you want to do? Finish it off. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna run up but then it's a new attack of opportunity, right? Uh, Possibly. No. 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 It's not. Because oh, it. Why? Oh, that's uh, its reaction, or no? Well, uh, it's flat-footed, right, Friss? Yeah, it's flat-footed. So ah, there you go. No AOS. That's another rule we've messed wow. up previously in the past. Yeah, I guess we know what side David's bread's buttered on in February. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got my, my new best friend, checks. David Winners. He's the best. <laughs> well, I'm going to do this guy with Friss did to Howie. I'm going to move up to it then and take another attack then. The friendship. All right. Show me what you got. Um, that's going to be 20, 20 math. 20, 28. 28 is a hit. It's a, uh, for 25 points of damage. Oh. And he's dead. Yes. 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 Man. Man. Really powerful Boosted for six players, monster is All dead. In yeah. we'll call it a round, a round and one. Uh, Amazing! And that is absolute insanity. How well you guys handled that? It's badass. Unfortunately, at that moment, as this creature falls to the ground and stuff just this starts oozing out of it, this blue and green icor that hits the ground and s- starts steaming back. up. You each hear a voice all at the same time inside of your head. It's just like buzzing inside of your heads as this thing falls. And 
slowly around you, the jungle noise starts to come back up, but you don't even hear that. You only hear that in, in, in the far distance as this voice cuts into your temporal lobe and says, you are not with them. No, you are here to try and stop them. I cannot allow that. And you all just start looking around for the source of this voice. Because you're just in the middle of this fucking jungle. The ground around you is burnt, newly burnt. You see the carcass of this creature. You look around and then finally you look up. And flying above you and behind you, appearing seemingly out of nowhere, you see three identical androgynous-looking creatures with shaved heads all covered in scars just staring at you. And all three of them seem to be, like, fluttering in place like you can't pinpoint where they actually are. They only have hollow holes where their eyes should be and a pair of fanged mouths open on each palm. There's a grayish haze tinged with crackling red light floating above each of them. And that same voice continues in each of your minds. Die! And we'll see you next week. Clearly they weren't intimidated by our easy destruction of this horrifying creature. (laughs) Clearly they must have missed the first act. Think we'll have time for a ten minute rest? (laughs) (laughs) Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 